0: That's all right. You're looking this way anyway, you not see. There's no torches back there. Mosquitoes. No. Does it really work? They say
1: so. Hmm. Well,
0: have you any mosquito?
1: No. And
0: then it works. Well, maybe the mosquitoes weren't gonna be there in the first place. <laughs> Alright. So five hundred years ago or so, there is a book written by Srila Rupa Goswami, who was one of the associates of Lord Chaitanya, one of the chief associates of Lord Chaitanya, and uh, it was called the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Bhakti Vedanta Swami, I don't know, 40 or 50 years ago or so, he... Did a version of the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu translated into the Nectar of Devotion. Anyway, in this Nectar of Devotion or Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Srila uh, Rupa Goswami describes the different ways people try to achieve pleasure and divided it into three. The first way is through material sense enjoyment, material enjoyment. So this covers everything we try to do in the material world, and uh, this even includes heavenly enjoyment, enjoyment in heavenly planets. So he described this type of uh, happiness or pleasure as temporary, fleeting, and completely unsatisfying. When we try to uh, enjoy happiness or pleasure in this world it is uh, it does not satisfy the soul you one iota and is temporary it's very fleeting so here's the magnum part if you when you go to uh, the store to buy a magnum. Why do you do it? Ice cream? Yeah. You, why? Cuz you want pleasure. You want pleasure on your you want pleasure, right? Yes. Okay. It's pleasure. Taste good means you want the pleasure from it. Right? So, I try the only reason Ooh. why people eat ice cream is only one reason. It's for pleasure. It's not for health benefits. So, uh, the Magnum company, just like any other advertisement selling their product, they uh, make you feel that if you buy their product, you will be transported into a world of ecstasy. Right? They don't... Say this magnum costs three dollars and fifty cents. It's made of chocolate, vanilla, and some almonds. Take it or leave it. Right? They don't do that. They I haven't actually seen the Magnum ads, but I'm pretty sure it goes it would be something along the lines of making you feel like you're swimming in an ecstatic ocean of chocolate and vanilla cream. Right? They probably have an advertisement like this where somebody is eating it and actually I think they have a new slogan for pleasure seekers. Right? Have you seen that? Yeah. They, they do, right? Yeah. Magnum for pleasure seekers. That's their slogan now. Yeah. So This, they're saying, this is, you want pleasure, and we're going to give it to you. We have this, we have this product here that will satisfy your desire for pleasure. Now, if you analyze the experience of eating a magnum bar, it might be 10 o'clock at night. Our bellies might be full, but we have this desire for pleasure and we have no Magnum bars in the fridge, so we take a car down to the 7-Eleven and pay our money at the counter and then uh, we get out this golden wrapped uh, pleasure bar. Right? This special, special, it's got this glittery golden wrapper and... Anyway, you open it up and you put it on your tongue. It stays on your tongue for a few fleeting seconds. And if you actually analyze, how much pleasure am I actually experiencing at this moment? Next time you have a magnum bar, actually concentrate how much pleasure am I actually receiving? How deep is this pleasure, uh, the so-called pleasure, how deep am I feeling it? If you analyze it, you'll see there's maybe a a tiny iota of some type of pleasure, but it's more or less just changes of taste in your mouth. If you actually concentrate, how much pleasure am I actually deriving? How much pleasure am I experiencing here? There is an anticipation of pleasure there is, I just had pleasure, but when it's there on your tongue, how much pleasure am I actually, it's, it's kind of coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's there and it's gone. And I'm t- I try to grab onto it, I try to hold on to the feeling, but it's just so fleeting and I can't do it. So, I take the next bite the next bite, and the next bite, still feeling this lack of satisfaction of my desire for pleasure. I, I don't have what I went down to the store to get. I wanted more than this anticipation and regret. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to actually uh, be swimming in an ocean of bliss like the ad promised me. You see? Uh, and then I get to the end of the magnum bar and I'm feeling anxiety that I did not get what I came here to get. And I finish it and it's now what do I do? Eat another one or drink some water or something and try to make this desire for a pleasure go away? Something. Because I'm still in anxiety, because the pleasure that I wanted, I still didn't get. You see? So, that's how Srila Rupa Goswami described it. Fleeting and completely unsatisfying. Another one we can analyze is a sexual experience. Shall we? What I'm saying to you, analyze when you're having it. How much pleasure am I actually. Re- when it's in your mouth. Okay? Consider how much am I actually being satisfied? How deep is the satisfaction going? You see? Right, okay. So, where do you go for the pleasure? Do you not seek pleasure? Do you not want pleasure? Yes. Okay. So, where do you go to seek that pleasure? I, I came here, like being here to me, like
2: coming to the beach, very pleasurable. The beach? Yeah, like being at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> like to me that's pleasure. <laughs> that, being grateful, is that a pleasure thing? Like like when you appreciate something. Like, you know, I know it's only a magnum, but I actually really enjoyed it and I felt really good after having it. And, um,
0: well, uh, it's not enough. It does not make them happy. A Magnum bar. They desire much deeper happiness than the little amount of ple- pleasure a Magnum bar can give you. If you if you are satisfied with s- these small little things, then uh this probably isn't the place for you that what i mean is this not the place but this subject matter is 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 actually for those that are uh that feel that this not enough that they need they want more in life than this temporary sensual enjoyment you see no, it, there's. I'm not saying there's. We just went for a swim. Actually, it was quite pleasurable. But I desire more than that. It's not an. That's not going to the beach is not going to uh, satisfy my longing in the deep longings in my heart for fulfillment. You see. So anyway, if you can save your questions to the end of the lecture. I'd appreciate it because we're never gonna get through it if you if you know you if you uh, ask in the middle of our lectures. But anyway, if you you're more than welcome to ask at the end of the lectures. Okay, all right. So, uh, the enjoyment of the the pleasure derived from uh, the that the yogis live off of, what they taste, what they experience, that. The world that they live in uh, is a very high class type of enjoyment. What what does high class mean? What do I mean by high high class? If you're a member at a high class golf club, for example, when you roll up there, you uh, have one of the guys, one of the people, one of the employees. They they open open your trunk for you they take the golf club the cl- clubs out of your car so you don't hurt your back they put it on the golf cart for you you have a drink ready for you in the in the drink holder you know they they take care of you they make your experience uh have less pain less trouble and more pleasure right and whereas if you remember at a you know really crap golf course there would be no but when you rolled up there there would be nobody helping you lift your bag out of your car right uh, you'd have to do it yourself the cart so definitely not have some water in it you know uh, they might even clonk out on the 8th hole you know and there's there might be all these th- there's all these different problems when you put the ball in the green it doesn't go where it's supposed to it bounces around so you don't have the such a nice golfing experience as you would if you remember at a nice club where the greens are true and the ball rolls where you put it you know what I'm saying so there's if you're a member at a nice golf club you have this it's high class because there's more pleasure and less struggle and pain to go along to try to get that pleasure right this is this is high class this is what I mean by high class enjoyment you guys following me okay so If there's a guy, he's want, he's wanting to uh, enjoy, uh, to have, uh, I'm not talking here about a, a relationship, I'm talking about simply enjoying the sensual uh, pleasure of having sex with a girl. He has to, uh, he can't just roll up, it makes it very difficult for him if he Rolls up in a shit car. You know. uh, Fat. Like. um, You know. Stinky. Right. Uh, So he's got to. Well first of all. He's got to get. He's got to find somebody. Who's going to do it with him. Right. So that takes a lot of work. Right. You've got to. Make nice profile picture you know you gotta you gotta spend you gotta spend time like you know you gotta chat up like at least maybe ten at a time, hoping that like you know it's kind of like a numbers game you chat up ten at a time, then hopefully like three or four will get back to you, and out of those three or four, you know maybe one will go out with you, you know what I'm saying, so you's gotta spend a lot of time chatting up or whatever and this is a hassle you know and then he's got to get a nice car so what does that mean he's got to work for it you know he's got to he's got to work out man so much working so much pain in the ass so much so so difficult so so i don't want to do it but i have to in order to fulfill my desire so i get the best sexual partner i can possibly get and so on and then um He, he will, uh, uh, if he finally gets one to go out with him, then he has got to take her out, you know, put on this whole act about how he's this kind of like Superman, like faultless, funny, charismatic, everything she ever wanted. He's got to try to live up to all her expectations. You know, and he's he's, so he's working really hard, right? And trying to get this enjoyment that he wants, and probably not in the first night. He's got to do at least a couple times, hopefully. (laughs) But but uh, and if he if he actually brings her home, uh, and is able to actually get what he's been working for for so long so many hours working out at the gym working at hard, more harder than he has to, to to survive because he wants to impress you know and then he gets the enjoyment that he wants but if there's like this anticipation anticipation and then there's the actual acts the act, which lasts seconds, maybe minutes, and then it's finished. You almost got what you want. You almost got the amount of pleasure that you want. You almost got it. You almost got it. You almost got it. It's getting close. Then it's gone. Then it's then it's it's no more. And then you're left feeling uh, regret, feeling a bit sorry. You know, so there is this, so all this work in order to get a few seconds or maybe some minutes of uh, sensual enjoyment. That's very low class. That's a lot of work for a very little amount of enjoyment and the enjoyment was almost there, almost there, almost there, and as soon as it almost got there, it was gone. And what we're describing here is the highest sensual enjoyment that you can achieve in this world. Some some might argue it's catching a tube ride in a uh, on a wave, but that only lasts a couple seconds, and there's a whole lot of work involved in that you see? This is the uh, analysis of the uh, fleeting and temporary nature of the pleasure you can derive in this world. Okay? So this is the first um, type of happiness that Srila Rupa Goswami described uh, in his book. Uh, And he described it as fleeting and completely unsatisfying. It does not satisfy the soul. You never get the satisfaction of the heart that your heart craves. You see. So uh, the the next one he described as an ocean of happiness compared to a little puddle, which is material sense enjoyment. In other words, material sense enjoyment is like a little puddle compared to this ocean of happiness that I'm about to describe. So this happiness, that, uh, the second type of happiness that people strive for, is known as Brahmananda, or uh, also known as Nirvana. It is described to be like an ocean of happiness compared to a little puddle that is material sense enjoyment. And we're talking here about material sense enjoyment, not in this planet where it's very, it's it's really, really Mickey Mouse enjoyment. There's other planets in the material world that are, you can experience happiness 10,000 times anything you can experience in this world. W- enough to make you go bonkers. And he's describing this, this kind of happiness, as a little puddle compared to an ocean of happiness. So this ocean of happiness, uh, known as Brahmananda, uh, it's a type of uh, liberation that you can have. And uh, the experience of that uh, is, so, is so much greater than any type of um, material enjoyment, that those who experience it have no more desire for uh, material enjoyment. They they come back into the world, and they're just not interested. They have no interest in it. They have tasted something of such higher class, such so so much more pure than anything that can be experienced here. They have no desire to uh, fiddle around with these. To strive for uh, measly, you know uh, little enjoyments in this world. But this enjoy this experience of brahmananda is not completely satisfying to the soul because the soul uh, in this experience, uh, is not aware of their individual existence, and therefore, uh, and is not aware of the existence of the Supreme, uh, of Krishna. then they're, they're not even aware of the existence of anybody else in this planet. So they're, they're, it's like this type of trance-like experience or state where they... Uh, it's a very blissful experience because they're situated in spiritual energy, not in material energy, they're liberated from this material world but because of the nature of that experience um, they're still lacking uh, a loving relationship which they need so they cannot remain in this experience because uh, this agitation for a need for somebody to love pulls them back into the world. So what happens is is they end up uh, being stuck on this what's called the Mukti-Bukti cycle. Mukti means the desire for liberation and Bukti means the desire for sense enjoyment. So uh, they, because of this agitation, they come back down into the world and then they again gradually become covered over by karmic reaction and they uh, they still have this desire for somebody to love so it, um, it causes them to engage in action in this world and then they get tired of it very quickly and then so they want liberation from this uh, world and then so they uh, go through their yoga uh, practice their kundalini yoga, and then they uh, merge back again uh, in into the Brahman. And they're there for some time, but they get agitated again. Even though it's so much more blissful than this planet, they still need love. So then this desire for love, because they're not placed their love on the Supreme, they're not allowed to enter into the spiritual world. Uh, so they get, they come back down into this world, and they end up going like this, just up and down, up and down, not satisfied completely in the in Brahman in the brahman, and uh, tired of this place. So it's like it's called the mukti bhukti cycle, the desire for sense enjoyment and the desire for liberation. So uh, and this so this happiness. Uh, so the yogi, if he if he uh, then takes to devotional service to the Supreme, to Krishna. Then he uh, is able to trans- to pierce through this Brahman or ocean of light, and then uh, actually have a personal relationship with the Supreme Lord. And this relation, when 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 this yo- when the yogi begins to have a relationship with the personality of Godhead. Uh, this this happiness from that relationship, that he's, dis- that he's experiencing for, with that relationship is uh, compared to like an ocean of happiness uh, compared to a little puddle which is Brahman realization or Brahmananda. So, Brahmananda, uh, the, the happiness of this experience is is like an ocean compared to the puddle of material sense enjoyment. But compared to uh, having a personal relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that's just a puddle compared to an ocean of, ha- of happiness that is, is um, uh, experienced from having a loving relationship with Krishna. You see? So this relationship with Krishna is completely satisfying because it's, it's in the spiritual world but it's also uh, there is this fulfillment of the desire for love so that the this the bhakta never comes back down into the world because he's got no need for to satisfy his love and he's got no material desire so he never comes back into this world you see so long story short is the happiness d- derived from this personal relationship with the Supreme is oceans and oceans and oceans greater than the happiness, the simple, uh, insignificant enjoyments you can have in this world. Does that. was that way over anybody's head or was that understandable? The last part was The last part? Basically what the the point is is that so, yeah, having a multi, was multi Yeah. So you're talking about
1: they are trying to who's they? Who's the people that go to, through that cycle? Who are you referring to?
0: Oh th- those that seek that type of enjoyment.
1: Yeah. the oh that's just people that seek that type of
0: enjoyment. Yeah, or those who attain it. Okay. Yeah. So there's three types, th- there's three types, he, Rupa Goswami dis, dis, dis divided into three. So the first type of person is the one who seeks material sense enjoyment, right? The, th- the second one is the one who seeks uh, what's called brahmananda or nirvana, nirvakapa samadhi. And the third one is the bhakta or the devotee. who's having, who, And the, the, the difference between the devotee and the uh, the one who's uh, trying to experience nirvana is a devotee is trying to have a relationship or has a relationship with the personality of Godhead, not just his effulgence. You see what I'm saying? So having having a relationship, a, a personal relationship, uh, loving a personal loving relationship with the supreme personality of Godhead is oceans and oceans greater than having a uh, than this experience of Brahmananda. You see what I'm saying? And it completely satisfies the heart because the desire to love and to be loved and for action is satisfied in that relationship. So, in the experience of Brahmananda, there's liberation from this world and entrance into spiritual energy. So because of that is great blissfulness that comes from that much more than you can experience in this world, you understand? But when when the devotee is having a relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he's also liberated from this material world, but he's also experiencing not just being in the spiritual energy, but being in the spiritual energy and engaging in a spiritual loving relationship. So it's much greater than just being in the energy, you see what I'm saying? There's uh, personal relationships going on and it's it's just like maybe... Um, uh, not in material. That's right, yeah. So it's like if, if, if you, w- you know, a crude example that I'm just kind of thinking of right now and it might not work, but if I went into the ocean and just Laid in the ocean. Uh, it'd be relaxing and calming, but eventually I'd need to do something, you know? I couldn't just lay there, right? So somebody who's having a deeper experience with the ocean is scuba diving in there, and he's holding on to the dolphin's back and riding the dolphin and cruising around. He's in the ocean, but he's, it's more than just being in the ocean, he's engaging in activity in the ocean. You see what I'm saying? So it's a, it's far greater than just laying there. So he gets the ocean plus there's activity, right? But in this, but the example with the with what I was describing, it's not just activity. There's activity, but there's um, an intense loving relationship, and that intense loving relationship is a source of great blissfulness to the heart. You understand? So it's not a necessity that I leave this world in order to have that. I can have that loving relationship right here in this world. I don't actually need to leave this world. I can experience everything those, the residents of that spiritual world experience right here because that's the nature of love. There is of course the pains of the body that go along with living in this world, but the actual enjoyment of the, those that are in the spiritual planets their enjoyment is spiritual love. So, I don't need to be in a geographical location to experience love. Just like if you have a loving relationship in this world, you can be in the ocean, on the mountain, uh, in a field, driving in a car. You experience the happiness of love wherever you are. It doesn't matter where you are. right? So, uh, the, the devotee is having this relationship wherever he is. He doesn't even have any, he doesn't even need, so he, he transcends this mukti-bukti cycle even. He doesn't have the desire for liberation even. He's happy simply where he is, wherever he is. You see? Of course, it's nicer to be uh, in the spiritual world where there's no birth, old age, disease, and death, and all the suffering of the material world, but still he doesn't even care because his interest is this loving relationship, you see, you understand, is Um, it, is it, it's, it's
3: interesting, Uh, I had it with the yoga
0: course, sorry, I
3: had it also with the yoga
0: course, with the yoga course too, yeah, I get it, how you doing, So, it's not that uh, uh, we're we're into like some people think. Oh, you don't get to do that, and you don't get to do this. Like, uh, and you have to do this. They think of it as in terms of like, you know, we're into suffering or something, you know. <laughs> but actually, we're in, we're just like everybody else. We want pleasure, but we're not settling for this type of pleasure that gives us diabetes and, <laughs> you know that is just complete we get all kinds you know you get all kinds of bad side effects and you have to work real hard for it and get reborn in the material world for it you know what i mean so there's so much so much difficulty and trials and tribulations that come along with material sense enjoyment we're just not that interested in going through all this hard work the the, the transcendentalists are pleasure seekers just like materialists are pleasure seekers but they're interested in high class pleasure. They're not interested in low life stuff. You see? Yeah? Do you get
1: the same sort of love? When you refer to the sexual experiences, you kind of left out relationships. Is that because loving relationships is a whole
0: different. No, the, reas- the reason I left it out is because every time I'd mention something of like that, there, people say, but what about if you actually love someone <laughs> I'm talking about just sexual this is sexual enjoyment I'm not talking, I don't want to get into all these details about relationships and all this stuff I'm talking about the physical pleasure which is what Rupa Goswami is describing the material sense enjoyment uh, relationships in this world is the same thing though you have to go through a whole lot of pain in the ass in order to have uh, a nice loving relationship in this world there's all kinds of austerities trials and tribulations and hard times and relationships the reality of them is that they're trouble and there's problems because you have two people with um, individual wills and they don't always match up <laughs> you know it's it's rare that you have like people are always looking for someone who's like totally compatible with me and and I mean like I've never had it maybe somebody maybe some people get pretty close you know but it's 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 usually hard work trying to find someone like that you know a lot of trials and tribulations and this and that and it only lasts a few years it's only temporary you know even if you find somebody uh, that's that you get along with perfectly and you never fight and you, you just love each other's company and everything. You know, if you meet when you're 25, you've got, you know, 50 years, probably max, and then it's over, you know? And still, both people secretly are thinking inside, I want more than this. It's not enough. So, uh,. But anyway, I, I uh, in that particular example, I was uh, just speaking about this, this part, one particular type of enjoyment that, huh? Yeah, it's te- the reality of material sense enjoyment is it's temporary and fleeting, and it's not completely satisfying. If you analyze, you'll see some people are in the illusion that it's satisfying, but it's actually not. No, I don't think so. It's
1: why
3: we're
0: here. Huh? It's why we're here. That's why you're here. <laughs> you said you were going to tell me. Yeah, I did, yeah, but. Huh? We'd like to hear about it. Would. You want to hear about it? Yeah. I'm just thinking it's a bit too personal. but now I'm thinking this is a bit too personal. You tell it all the people? What's wrong with
2: us? I do tell people every
0: time. Yeah, I do. But I'm on a microphone and stuff, light on me and... <laughs> Okay, well what I'll do is um Question and answer time. Questions and answers time. Yeah, tomorrow? Okay, let's do that. And then later on whoever wants to hear about, the to hear about oh, it oh, can almost <laughs> the Whoever wants whoever wants to can go to can go um I don't know, sit down on the beach with me and I can tell the story. But I just feel like I'm telling people who don't, I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right. So, um, questions and answers. Mm -hmm. Denise?
1: telling about uh, just saying about that you can experience the same um, happiness that others in the spiritual world experience um, and in um magnum for example is a really short pleasure but the pleasure you're talking about is more uh, eternal but you, only, you can only experience that when you chant or does that work does it also work without chanting so for example you
0: chant uh, a couple
1: of hours a day and then the rest of the day it has an effect during the rest of the day
0: as well or yeah can you only experience that yeah, yeah, when you're doing the chant no Chanting all in not room? necessarily no the what what comes about from the chanting is you build a relationship with the with god you see you're you're increasing your relationship of love, and so this this means it's not an impersonal thing; it's a relationship. Sometimes, too too often, we think of pleasure as an impersonal thing, like something is giving me pleasure. Like, uh, for example, even the sexual experience, I see that. I see this as an object for my enjoyment. You see, and it's only like after you realize, oh, this is a person here, and that's why you feel sorry. <laughs> you know, there's a person here. You know that I that I. It's not just an object. You know, so um, uh, the the happiness that the devotee feels is not a uh, this type of sensual type of enjoyment, where it can be from an impersonal or personal object, it doesn't matter. It's a relationship. Just like you have uh, relationships in this world, Uh, you can be... uh, It's with you all the time. Like, you can be at at work, sometimes it's in the back of your your mind, it's not in the forefront of your mind, but it's always there. Like, you have a, a... you have a partner and you always you're always thinking about them and they're always thinking about you it might not be the it might not like if you're solving a math problem it might not be there in the in the forefront of your mind but it's always there with you you understand and then sometimes you're you're reveling in that more you're um yeah reveling in it ex- like, you're with the one that you love and you're exp- you're enjoying each other's company and then other times it's just in the back, but it's always there, right? Okay, and then you experience some pleasure from that, some happiness from having this relationship, right? So, uh, the devotee has this type of relationship with Krishna. Sometimes he's uh, experiencing holding Krishna heart to heart. Sometimes it's in the back of his mind, but it's a relationship of love. You see? Uh, With a person. So it's a satisfaction of having someone to love with you. You know? You're having a loving relationship. Like uh, you have two people uh, when they just meet, sparks are flying, and they're they're feeling really happy and excited that they have this new treasure, this relationship. And whether they ha- they're having a headache or whether they're you know they're losing their job, it doesn't even really matter because they have this thing, right? So that's how the devotee feels. You see but because because he's experiencing that with the supreme lord then it's like much greater than than the the relationships here, you see. So does that answer your question?
3: So now, oh shit, I was going to make a point. <laughs> so if you have the rela- that relationship, so now you don't have that re- relationship yet. Can you imagine that you have like a kind of relationship that you always wanted,
1: or so, yeah. And then you,
0: you can have that something. Yeah, so- yeah, it sounds Yeah, it sounds okay. pretty good. Yeah. So, so did I answer it or no? Yeah, Yeah, so, 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 so the, the reason why the reason the, the reason why I, I, I answered it like that is because yeah now I remember because you said like is it just when you're chanting? No, because uh, just like so, chanting when you're chanting Krishna's names, you're putting yourself in association with Krishna, right? So Krishna is there. You might not experience it in the beginning, but Krishna is a transcendental personality, not some personality from the past. He's a Supreme Lord who exists now and has always existed and he's a transcendental personality and by chanting Krishna's names you can experience uh, Krishna is there with you. And it doesn't have to be just then. just Just like you're with Denise sometimes and sometimes you're with, you're with her and you, you're enjoying that time and sometimes you're at work but you're still with her. <laughs> you know what I mean? The love's still there. Like there's still that connection. You see what I'm saying? So it's not just when you're with her that, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's it's always. My point, like, you
3: know
0: yeah. What yeah. So it's not like a the chanting is not like a tool to get... It is and it's not, but it's not It's not like a tool for you to experience bliss. It's a tool for you to build a relationship which brings about blissfulness. You see? So it's not... Uh, the blissfulness comes from love, from a loving relationship. Not from... Um, an action, right? But the chanting is uh, the chanting of Krishna's names is the recommended means by which a person develops this relationship. So, and as he develops the relationship, he's able to perceive Krishna as there within the sound. So. Uh, he always has a way to to associate with Krishna. But it's not only when he's chanting Krishna's names. It's not the only time he's associating with Krishna. He's also associating uh, when they're separate because it's the relationship that's always there, no matter where the two people are geographically. You see? Is that under...
1: And I also experience that it's more difficult because I, the more money I have, the more I want, the more material desire I have. How that contradiction, how can you, um, yeah, or at least some people say it's, it's an easier life, you have more resources to follow the spiritual path, but on the other hand, I'm also kind of limited.
0: I'm, always, you know, I'm also drawn into the material as as well. Uh-huh. Well, sorry, so what's your question? Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> the question is, uh, the question is, uh, how can you try to get more detached? I guess the answer is the child was the easy question.
0: Maybe an answer, I answered my hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. The, the the thing is like whether you're rich or poor you're always going to have you know you're going to have material desires if you don't love krishna you know whether you're rich or poor it doesn't matter so now you just have a different kind of material desire than you would if you were poor you just want the next thing like you know you, no matter how poor you are you still have something you know even if it's not in dollars and cents, you have something, you have a t-shirt or you have, you know, some, you know what I mean? So no matter where we are, we we always just want the next thing. So if you have nothing, zero dollars, and you get ten, you know, then you start thinking, well, what can I get with this ten and, dollars? And those ten dollars are going to take you away from, uh, you know, you. So it's it, you can't get to a a level of poverty, or you can't get to level of, of wealth or poverty where the material desires go away. You know what I'm saying? See what I mean? So, uh, yeah. It just the main thing is you just uh, we we have we have these material desires, and uh, you know, we just chant and. They gradually fall away, and you know, the the goal isn't even to get rid of the goal isn't to get rid of material desires. It's not the goal. The goal is to have a loving relationship with Krishna. You see, so don't worry about material desires. And they'll 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 fall away when they fall away. It's not the goal to get rid of material desires. For a Buddhist, it's the goal. <laughs> you know. Because they're not interested in having a loving relationship with the personality of Godhead. They're just simply trying to get liberated from the material world. So all they're thinking about is the material desires. How do I get rid of this? How do I get rid of that? It's like, you know... um, But our business is not trying to get rid of material desires. Our business is uh, developing our relationship with Krishna. So, uh, you know, don't worry too much about it. Krishna will take care of you. You don't have to become perfect. You don't have to... um, be a white piece of paper with no spots on it. You know, you uh, Krishna. You you surrender to Krishna. Krishna will take care of you. That's his promise in the Bhagavad Gita. So um, that's the main thing you should be interested in. Not trying to get rid of material desires. We have material desires. That's just the way it is. You know. So. Um, I mean, certainly I do, and I'm not, but I, the thing is I'm, I'm not even, for better or for worse, I, I don't even care. <laughs> it's there, when it, when it's there, it shows me how much, uh, it makes me feel, uh, when, they, when they come up, I feel uh, fallen, and I feel um, far away from Krishna. It shows my lack of love for Krishna, but then it helps me to um, become humble and take shelter in Krishna, so it brings me closer to Krishna. <laughs> you know, so anyway, we don't we're, we're, our, our business isn't to become obsessed with how many material desires we are uh, if our business is focusing on Krishna and then uh, everything will be all right, okay.
3: Planets, right? and you were talking about, like, there are billions
0: and billions of planets. And, and now I thought, oh yeah, stars are also planets, like, mm. So, picture, of yeah. People. So there's uh, billions and billions of planets in this universe, and there's billions and billions of universes yes. with billions of planets in, in each of those universes so we're just a tiny little insignificant speck here, you know. It's amazing, yeah, at night you can look about and you can you can see it's it's better than daytime. You can look at all, you can see that you're you know, it makes you when you look at the stars you it helps you th- see things on a in a in a more real way cuz when the lights are on and and you know, you can't see outside of this world then You start to think that this is everything and this is so important and my job and my car and my money and this and that and my relationships in this world and all this, but if we look out into the sky and contemplate for a little while we see how insignificant we actually are and it's nice. Especially when you're going through like a hard time or something like something's really you know we're all going to go through many hard times in our life and, and we get so wrapped up in them it's good to go lie under the stars and realize how insignificant my problems are <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the whole story, the whole way it works, but um, the universes come out of this giant form of the Lord, out of his pores of his body. That's how it works, and he breathes, he breathes out all the universes become manifest. And then this giant form breathes in and they all go back into his body. So, this lifetime is like, there's so many, many hundreds and millions of years in one, billions of years. Like, just how long, how, how long has Earth been present for? How many billions and billions of years? This is still in the same breath. You see? So time is quite relative. (laughs) So that's there in the Vedas you can read. It's in the Srimad Bhagavatam. You can order Srimad Bhagavatam, a whole set and read it. Really cool. It'll fill up a whole bookshelf, like yeah. Maybe if you settle in your house. <laughs> yeah, I have it at my house. I never read it. I should. <laughs> I I started reading it and then, yeah, I'm really bad with reading. But I just the problem is I read and then I forget what I wrote, read anyway. <laughs> After we finish, what? We finish the Bhagavad Gita on Saturday,
1: so we can just
0: start reading The rest of books. Yeah, we can start on a Srimad Bhagavatam Yeah <laughs> We'll never get through that We can't get through the Bhagavad Gita We'll never get through the Bhagavatams <laughs> There's 18,000 verses in the Bhagavatams 18,000 I don't know how many in the Bhagavad Gita But there's probably somewhere Like an average of 50 or 60 per chapter, and there's 18 chapters, so what's 50, 50, 500, maybe around, what, huh? 800 verses, maybe,
3: yeah,
0: oh yeah, I got it here, but it's just, it doesn't say how many verses there are, it just goes chapter by chapter, like, yeah. But the Shrema Bhagavatam is like, maybe, size, like, it's probably like 12 times as big as that. So it's a bunch of books. Yeah. And that information is in there so you can read it. I read it a few times. Now I forgot it. you like a human. Huh? you
3: just
0: like a human. Yeah, I am a human. Oh. Well, no, I'm not. I'm in a human body, but I'm not a human. I'm an alien from another planet you can they can do a tabloid piece on me. Alien is here. <laughs> Pretty good, actually. It's better than the crickets I heard in the last few lectures. <laughs> Any questions from you? No. Was that understandable to some degree? I, I didn't want to go too much into depth of my earlier lecture, but people are starting to sp- space out after oh, the, um, huh earlier today, you
3: mean.
0: sorry the one earlier today you mean no the one like tonight about the the magnums and the higher and low class pleasures and stuff understand. is understandable yeah. Yeah. so the the devotees are uh tasting the highest class type of enjoyment Ice class. No, no hangovers. You know, you go to a kirtan and you feel great about it the next day, right? And you feel good about it when you com- You feel great about it when you come home. No, you know, you don't. There's no regrets. Whereas someone goes out and drinks or picks out an ice cream and. And they realize, oh shit, now I'm going to get fat, now I have a headache, you know. So, what's that? Never had that, I come from a kids and then I think, oh I need to eat, food now. Yeah. My hunger, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a satisfaction that you cannot get anywhere else, you know. Yeah, so we're very fortunate to be able to have been shown about this type of enjoyment, this type of pleasure, that most people unfortunately don't have the opportunity, and even if they have the opportunity, they're too stuck in their ways to accept it. Yeah, due to due, due to Lord Caitanya's um, influence, uh, the names of Krishna will be chanted in every town and village. It was predicted by Lord Chaitanya in the world. So there's a there's a right now in Kali Yuga there's a mini what's called a mini golden age. So we're in the Iron Age, huh? Oh, the Kali was the, yeah, the, the... Kali Yuga is the Iron Age, right? So within Kali Yuga uh, for the next 5,000 years I believe it is, am I right about that? Or maybe 10,000 years? I'm not sure. But there's a mini golden age uh, due to the influence of Lord Chaitanya. So Lord Chaitanya's uh, movement will be spread further, and spread more and more in the next few thousand years. And then it's going to go after that, it's going to go majorly downhill. For a long time, yeah. That is there. That's predicted.
3: So then it's winter again.
0: No. No, we're in winter now. Yeah. So. So we're in the. What's ca- yeah? Cali, you guys also like compared to the winter. Uh, I'm not sure if it's compared to the winter season, but. Uh, it's the it's the worst one where the vice is. Prominent. There's so much vice. Like, vice means... Uh, you know... Unwanted... Unwanted habit, like... Detrimental habits. What's the definition of vice? Anybody want to give me a... Sorry, huh? Uh, huh? Sorry? Finds like, you. 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 Yeah. Like an addiction. addiction. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, there's so much. I mean, it's rare. It's rare nowadays to not be, to not drink alcohol. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> big, big <first> like <laughs> in, you know, when I when I first came to Australia, I had a, you know, I was playing quite a bit of playing some golf you know and after the 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 game of golf uh the guy i was playing with he said or the guys i was playing with asked you oh, are you going to come in for a drink and i said oh actually I, you know, I don't drink so no thank you uh and they they looked at me like it was an amazing thing that somebody didn't drink you There's know no they're like what you don't drink what's that
2: with
0: you. yeah it's it's drink. it's a strange thing to not be an alcoholic <laughs> 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 so so uh this is the the influence of this age you know and so uh and now it's getting worse and worse you know like so many addictions like porn and gambling you can gamble on your phone now and you know what i mean all these vices are there right here in the palm of your hand, you can, you know, so many different things, the phone itself <laughs> Facebook itself Instagram itself, you're just like Ugh. so uh, this is a uh, but this is the, known as the, the Iron Age, or the worst one, and then uh, after that comes because the, the, there's four there's the Golden Age the Silver, I guess it's Silver the other one <laughs> Bronze, I don't know, <laughs> but anyway, it's it's let's say golden, gold, silver, bronze, and iron. I'm not sure if it's silver and bronze. <laughs> I might be getting confused with the Olympics. <laughs> but anyway, this four age that goes downhill like in in Satya Yuga, uh, which lasts like one point eight something, around one point eight million years. They all last like this one at last four hundred thirty-two thousand. Then the next one lasts the twice as much, eight hundred sixty-four. Then the next one lasts eight sixty-four plus four thirty-two thousand, and then the next one lasts whatever that is plus four hundred thirty-two. It's around one point eight, I think. I can't remember. And that's the longest one, and uh, that's like there's very very little vice at that time. And then uh, mm-hmm. the next one vice is introduced. Then the next one there's an increase of vice and Now in Kali Yuga, it's vice central, (laughs) yeah. So.
3: Yeah.
0: So, but the great thing about Kali Yuga is the. As the age becomes harder, as to concentrate, with our our minds are so disturbed in this age, that the the process for self-realization becomes easier. So in this age, the recommended method for self-realization is hearing and chanting Krishna's names. And this age is getting worse and worse, and it's getting easier and easier because now you can play it on your MP3 player. You know. 100 years ago you couldn't do that. Now you can just have it playing all the time in your house, you know? So. It's an ASMY yoga tradition. I've never had chai tea before I came to Australia. (laughs) We're not ASMY though. We're Bhakti Camp. (laughs) Our tradition is cookies. (laughs) Sweet Sweet (laughs) Sweet Sweet balls. Are they actual sweet balls? Yeah. Yeah, like ones. not healthy ones. The ones, oh, ones that you <laughs> oh wow, those are good. <laughs> <laughs> are you. Are
3: you
0: any more questions, Yannick? Okay, we'll just chant for a few minutes and then sweep all time.
2: <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. Hare, Hare, Hare Krishna Krishna re hare, hare hare rama hare rama 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 hare hare re krishna re krishna, hare krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna hare krishna hare hare deva rama hare rama 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 hare 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 krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 krishna hare krishna 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 hare hare deva rama hare rama 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 hare hare Hadi Krishna, Hadi Krishna, Krishna Hare Hari Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hadi, Hare Krishna Need Tigor, need Tigor, Hadibo, Adibo, need Tigor, need Tigor, Hadibo, need Tigor, need Tigor, Haribo, ni go, ni taigor, Haribo, nita igor, nita igor. Haribo, ni taigor ni Haribo. Hare adi, adi adi rama adi rama 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 Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Shri Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare
0: So who's busting out the sweet balls? Oh, they're all the way up there. The tea's up there. Oh. So you guys
3: have to come
0: there. So we'll go up there? Yeah. <laughs> we fell all the way back again. I <laughs> you can stay here and not
3: have any Jesse, But I doubt- Or maybe one person volunteers <laughs> to go get them. Can we bring the whole tea? We not bring yeah, like, the tea.
0: The tea's just a trip to carry around. Oh, okay, alright, alright.